The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. You're tuned in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Guiding your gridiron journey, none other than your host, former NFL lineman, Ross Tucker. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker football podcast. It's a teaching tutorial Thursday presented, of course, as always, by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. You know that. Five teams, seven years. Now I got a bunch of media gigs. I will be in Cincinnati on Saturday. It is the Minnesota Vikings at the Bengals, 1 p.m. Eastern time. That'll be on the radio Westwood One Radio. So if you're driving around on Saturday, Christmas shopping or whatever, going to a Christmas party, make sure you find me on the dial and listen to your boy. You know I love when you take a video or whatever picture of listening to me. It's hilarious to me. At Ross Tucker NFL on social. We, of course, are at Ross Tucker Pod. You can always watch the show, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. A lot of people do. Tomorrow, I'm giving out winners, which I love doing. Someone that spreads the word in any way. Could be social media, could be rating and reviewing the show. I will say this, you make it a heck of a lot easier for me if you send it to me in an email, ross at rosstucker.com. Then I know you have a great chance to win. Just like the email I sent out yesterday to those of you that get the newsletter email, automatically guaranteed that I will personally sign and send one of these awesome press passes from this season to you if you grab a story for a loved one at myfrontpagestory.com. Coolest holiday gift I'm aware of. Uh, Sponsor confirmation. You guys know how I feel about those. I'll announce the winner there tomorrow. And then the YouTube shout-out, youtube.com slash NFL. Subscribe, reply to any video saying, Ross, I'm just here for the shout-out. Andrew Sunday is our patron of the day. Patreon.com slash RT Media. Really cool, unique group of people that love the show like you. They like getting the even money betting spreadsheet. They love seeing the the movement in our power rankings. I love talking with Greg Cosell, and you guys love listening. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, Greg. Everybody should check him out, by the way, on social media, at Greg Cosell. Man, we got a lot of backup quarterbacks 
out there, Greg. Uh, tonight, it's the Raiders hosting the Chargers. I guess now that we know Herbert's done for the year, I guess I'm just curious what you saw from him and them this year, Greg. I, I was really fired up about the Chargers this year, their O-line, about Herbert with Kellen Moore, and just didn't really happen for him. Yeah, you know, I think there's a lot that goes into that, Ross, and, and I'll just kind of give you a, a Cliff Notes version. Um, I think Herbert is really talented, and I think he's a really good player. I watch their offense, and here's what you see. Sometimes I feel like there's no great protection plan. There's no play-action pass. There's no screen. They're in gun every single time. You know, we're we're in a league now where it seems like a lot of coaches think the game is seven on seven, and and they don't protect the quarterback the way, in my view, that you know you need to protect the quarterback. And you know, I just feel like it's they're not allowing him to be what he can be because I don't care what people say. I know it's easy to look at the fact that they don't win games, and then people say Herbert's not as good. I guarantee. If you talk to coaches around the league, they'll tell you that Herbert is a top five quarterback. I guarantee that. And it's just, it's, it, I'm just struggling when I watch them to figure out, you know, what the plan is. Well, that is, uh, that's, that's rough considering what they've accomplished or lack thereof to have a top five quarterback basically in his prime these uh, last few, and I, and I, I agree, Greg. I, I would be surprised if I talked to a coach who didn't think Herbert was a top five quarterback. Uh, first time I saw, he is huge. Oh, I know. I've been, I've seen him in person as well. You're right. He's big. Um, but you know, uh, just one of my quick little pet peeves, and maybe it's me. Okay. Um, I, I, I just struggle with no play action pass from under center. You know, I don't know how you feel as an offensive lineman. You played, as you said, for five teams in seven years. I just think the play-action pass game from under center is a far more effective tactic in, in, in terms of attacking a defense than play-action in the gun. Um, that's And again, this is just not me making that up. You know, I, I hope people understand that, you know, what I do. And, and I talk to coaches as well. But, you know, there's just so many teams. They're in gun all the time. And there's no play-action pass game with the quarterback under center. And I think that that is just... A, a more effective way of running play action. Well, there's a lot to be said there, Greg. One of which is there's a lot, there's a much bigger menu of runs yes. under center than there is from the gun. So that's one thing. Whereas from the gun, there's not that many runs. So the keys are pretty easy for the linebackers. Whereas under center, there's a lot of things that can come at you. The other thing is, I don't think this gets talked about enough. You know, in the gun, the exchange is very visible by the second and third level defenders. In under center, because of the under center in the line, you can't see it as well. Remember Peyton Manning? Yes. Greg, he would stay low. He would stay low coming out of center and handing the ball like – and then at the last second, pop up and throw it. You really couldn't see where the ball was. You, yeah, you really and didn't know. One other quick point, because I know we want to move on to other, there are some big games this weekend, but it takes longer too when you're under center, because what are you trying to do? You're trying to put second level defenders in conflict. You know, 
Kyle Shanahan is a master at that. You're trying to put second-level defenders in conflict. And if you have an outside zone run game from under center, you're actually getting Ross defensive linemen to take their first step laterally, not vertically rushing the quarterback. So to me, there's just bigger benefits with the play-action pass game under center. And if they're going lateral, it's going to be real hard for them to get pressure on the quarterback. Correct. Real hard. Um, Let's talk about the game I'm going to be at, Greg. It's the Vikings. looks like it'll be Nick Mullins against the Bengals and Jake Browning. He looks pretty good to me, Greg. I mean, he looks like a guy that at the least should be a backup for a long time. No, he's played professionally for sure, and I think they've done a couple of things to really help him. This is a case where I feel like the coaching staff has done a, a really masterful job because when you get a quarterback like that who's obviously smart, savvy, but not physically gifted the way we think of quarterbacks in terms of traits, but they've given him early in games a lot of basic one-read, no-read throws, screens, conventional screens, wide receiver screens. They've, it, there's a team that's increased the use of play action. You know, they're helping the quarterback settle into games and become more comfortable. Uh, There's no question you feel pretty good, too, when you throw a screen and your running back takes it 55 yards for a touchdown. That helps out a bit as well, obviously. But, you know, I think ultimately they've done a really good job of allowing Browning to settle into games and become comfortable and then feel that he can take the next step in the course of that game. Um. Greg, they might be the best uh, screen team in the league right now. Yeah, they're really good with screens, aren't they? They they killed the Colts. Yeah. And it wasn't just the long Chase Brown one. There was one to mix in. Mix in. There was another one to Chase Brown. Like, they are, they're impressive. Speaking of the Colts, that's an interesting one. Both teams got to have it, Greg. There's about a zillion seven and six teams in the AFC. Steelers with Trubisky against the Colts and Minshew. Colts really struggled against the Bengals' defense that had not been performing all that great. And the Steelers have really struggled, period, the last two games. Yeah, the Steelers' offense has is, is really been struggling. Um, and Trubisky's, you know, he's... We, we started to, to, I feel, see that the Steelers' offense could take a step forward with Kenny Pickett, and then, of course, he got hurt. And now with Trubisky, and, uh, you know, there, it, it's... I know they want to run the ball and run the ball effectively, but they really haven't been able to do that with any consistency. And this is an offense that if they can't do that with Trubisky, it's going to be hard for them to develop any kind of sustaining movement. Let's talk uh, Saturday night's game. It's a really good one, Greg. It's the, the Broncos at the Lions. And it feels like the Lions are kind of slowing down here a little bit, Greg. What's going on there in Detroit? feels like they're having some issues here as we get towards the end of the season. Yeah, defensively, they're struggling a bit. Um, you know, I th- we talked about this about a month ago when they sort of started defensively to take a downward turn. And I mentioned the play of their corners, which is still showing up. Their outside corners, Sutton and Jacobs, um, have not played really well over the last month or so. And it's really hurt them when they play man coverage. Um, and, and I think Aaron Glenn would like to play man coverage. Um, and I think that's his personal bent. But 
they've just not been able to do that well. Um, and they haven't been rushing the quarterback as well as, as they did earlier in the season. And that's a bad combination. When you can't generate pass rush and your corners can't really hold up, it's why a lot of coaches have now come to believe that cornerback is the most important position on defense. Because if you truly want to scheme pressure, as you know, Ross, you can scheme pressure. But it's really hard to cover up bad corner play. So they've been struggling there on defense, and that's put a greater burden on their offense. Right. And, Greg, th- their offense has not looked as good no. for whatever reason. No. Either. I don't, I don't yeah, know Goff what's going on there. a little more... Uh, a little when he when he's comfortable in the pocket he looks really high level but you know, there's been a little too much pressure on him lately um you know they do have a good old line in terms of, of talent but uh the, some of these uh, players have had a couple of bad games i remember it was within the last two three weeks i forget the exact game but penny sewell had a bad game at right tackle and pass protection a couple of weeks ago and that does happen as you know i mean there's 17 games it's really hard, no matter how good a player you are. And Penny Sewell's a really good player, as you know. But it's hard to be great for 17 games. Let's move on, Greg, to the Bears and the Browns. Uh, interesting game. Bears are playing better. Justin yep. Fields, they're doing a better job. And then, obviously, Flacco again, Greg. I mean, <laughs> the, the Browns' defense mm-hmm. isn't playing great. They, they no. needed Flacco to play like that. No, and Flacco did not have a great game this week, and I bet he'd be the first to tell you that he didn't play his best football. Uh, But, you know, he certainly – the thing about Flacco is he knows what he's looking at, he can make every throw, and he gives them a lot more in the passing game because you have to defend the entire field with Flacco. Um, And they've done a really nice job with the run-action element and how that impacts defenses. Um, So, you know, now they have – an offense that is fully dimensional, that can attack all areas of the field. And it's allowed some young receivers like Cedric Tillman, um, a second-year receiver out of Tennessee. Um, is he second-year or a rookie? Um, I think he's a rookie, actually. But I really like uh, Cedric Tillman coming out of Tennessee. He's big physical kid. He's becoming a little bit of a factor. Um, so, you know, their offense has clearly taken a step up with Joe Flacco. Anything on Chicago? Have you had a chance to watch them at all? Either side of the ball, their defense is playing better. Yeah, too. their defense has played better. Uh, you know, obviously everybody wants to talk about Fields. Um, you know, I, I think uh, Fields is is a fascinating guy because boy, do they use him in the design run game? That is a major, major part of what they do. The design run game with Fields. Um, I would say that as a passer. Um, his ball placement is still not consistently precise. Um, he, his, at times, his throws are too high. He overstrides. He has a little bit of an elongated delivery. Um, but he makes enough throws, given the way the rest of the team is playing and given their emphasis on him as a designed runner. Because, as we know, that can really impact how defenses play. And, and uh, with the defense playing significantly better over the last month, you know, now they're in games. And, and that then when you're in games, the quarterback as a runner becomes a bigger factor. A lot of things go better together, Greg, like beer and football. Drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends while you're watching Thursday Night Football. Live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. All right, let's dive into the Jets. And the Dolphins, I was not expecting to Mm -hmm. say to you, Greg, 
Let's talk about this explosive Jets offense and the struggling Miami offense coming into the game. Well, I, I don't know if I'd say the Jets offense was explosive. No, um, I know. I'm just yeah, kind of. Yeah. They scored 30 points in the I, second half, and the Dolphins, Dolphins didn't really didn't move the ball. I mean, they needed the muff punt and the No, uh, they, they did not. And, you know, it's funny. We had talked throughout this season about the best way to play that that offense, and I thought the Titans and Shane Bowen, their coordinator, it was a master class. It was a lot of late rotation on the back end, show one thing pre-snap, then rotate to something else, take away for the most part those first window throws, then rely on your four-man D-line pass rush. That's what you need to do. Now, I know Hill missed a chunk of the game. That's football. He missed it. Um, but they, they had a really good plan. They executed it well. Their four-man D-line pass rush was a big factor. We know the Dolphins lost some offensive linemen, but again, it's, you know, it's week 14. That sometimes happens. Um, you know, and, and, and clearly no one expected, you know, I didn't see the end of the game live. So I woke up the next morning and I could not believe when I saw the score, um, you know, and Will Levis is continuing to play well. Um, you know, again, this is not an X and O point, but he clearly looks like he belongs. He can make throws. He's firm in the pocket. It's not too big for him. Um, you know, he'll find that balance between staying in the pocket and, and, and getting out when there's pressure. He has to work through that, but that should come with experience, but he can make throws. I mean, you know, and every once in a while he'll miss some, and he may always be that guy because um, he's so compact and tight with his delivery. He has such a limited range of motion that sometimes that results in inaccuracy. And he, you know, like I said, he may be a guy that misses a few here and there, but he certainly can make some big-time throws. Cowboys versus the Bills, <laughs> Greg. One of three marquee games. What intrigues you the most Oof. heading into that one? There's so much in this one. I mean, if you look at uh, if if you're the Bills defense, a couple of things have to take place. Number one, you you, you have to you can't let C.D. Lamb be a big factor in the game. And the Cowboys have moved him around a lot more this year. But I think in given situations, specific situations, you've got to bracket him uh, in and out, over under. You've got to do something where he can't be a factor in specific situations. But the other player who's become a big factor for them is Jake Ferguson, and, and he's become a, a, a tough out, so to speak. Um, the other thing you have to do, you watch Dak, how, how comfortable does he look right now? So what you have to do is you've got to change the picture on Dak. Just like I spoke about a moment ago with what Tennessee did, you've got to change the picture. You can't just play, you line up and play. You have to show something pre-snap and then post-snap have it be a little different. So there's just that, that moment, that fraction of hesitation in Dak. Because right now he's hitting that back foot, and boy, does he look comfortable. But he's also getting out of the pocket very effectively, so that's another element to his game. The other side, you know you're going to get a lot of man coverage. You're going to get man coverage, you're going to get pressure. And if you're the Bills, um, you've got to be able to deal with that. If you can't deal with those two things, then all you're doing is relying on Josh Allen and hope that he makes a couple of big plays. What about the Ravens and the Jags, Greg? Looking forward to that one Sunday night as well. Jags really need to get a win. Yeah, they do. Um, you know, it's funny. The Ravens won a really big game this week, and it's funny. I just finished watching Lamar, and, I, you know, I know he made some plays, but watching the tape, I didn't, I didn't think that he played one of his better games, and I think he's played really well this year. I don't think he played particularly well in this last game. But Todd Monken does a really nice job with some concepts, creates opportunities for throws. Um, 
And and again, you know, the thing about Lamar, and you get into these games, it's just what I mentioned with Justin Fields a moment ago. You get into these games, you know, whether it's two-minute situations, end of game, you know, third and long, and just the, the Lamar's legs become such a big factor, red zone, um, and it, it's really difficult to defend, and you have to do certain things to defend that, and it's it's hard. And, you know, Lamar is still a great runner, but uh, he did not have his best game throwing the football. It seemed like, Greg, uh, he was holding on to the ball for a while. Like, I don't know if guys weren't yeah. open or what, but it didn't seem like he was – either guys weren't open or he wasn't seeing it real well, one or the yeah. other. Uh, you know, I think that that he just wasn't seeing it real well. I mean, there were throws to be made that he didn't turn it loose. And then even when he made some throws, the ball placement was not as precise as we've seen most of this season. Because as I said, I think he's played well. Uh, and look, they got the win. They got the win on the punt return. Um, and and when your offense doesn't play quite to the level that you want it to and you still get a win, that's a good thing. How about the Eagles versus the Seahawks Monday night, Greg? Yeah, there's a lot going on here, Russ, there's, there's, the Eagles are, are really an interesting team right now. I mean, they, they're a classic case of just what we mentioned a moment ago with, with another team that defensively, and who would have thought this, Russ, going into the season? I know, you, you know you're close to the Eagles. You do their preseason games. Um, but if, you, if someone said to you in August, well, the Eagles will not be able to rush the quarterback this year. You would have said, what are you, crazy? They led the league in sacks last year. They had the most third-down sacks in the league by far. They can't rush the quarterback this year. They have the fewest third-down sacks in the league. And when you combine that with a secondary that's not very good, that is a recipe for not playing particularly good defense, and it's a hard thing to get beyond because you can sit here and say, well, then they got to increase their pressure. Well, if you increase your pressure, you're taking a player out of coverage, and they're not covering very well. So I'd be curious to see if there's some changes made from a personnel standpoint. I don't know what they could be, but... Right now, their defense is not playing well at all, and it starts, you know, with the fact that they cannot rush the quarterback. Check him out on social media, at Greg Cosell. He is the man with the plan. Greg, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Ross. Appreciate it. Last I checked, by the way, you can actually still get tickets to that vikings Bengals game Saturday at 1 on the Game Time app. I think the cheapest ticket I saw was $68. That's not bad. A couple teams with winning records. Fighting for a playoff berth. You might be able to see me before the game. Here's the key, though, with the game time app. You can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Love that they have the all-in prices up front, so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out. Plus, they got that game time guarantee, which means you'll always get the best price, and that you can buy the tickets in seconds with two taps. So annoying when it's longer than that. Here's the deal. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code ROSS for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. So again, create an account, redeem code ROSS for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. And if you can't make it to the game, by the way, Jack, just order on DoorDash. Pizza cravings hit at halftime, ordering time. Dreaming about tacos during a timeout? Boom, they're on your doorstep. Wait, you want burgers, chips, dips, drinks, and wings instead? Even better. Order on DoorDash and get everything you want delivered without missing a minute of the game. Tuck's Takes. 
All right, Ross. According to NBC's Tom Curran, Patriots owner Robert Kraft has made the decision to move on from head coach Bill Belichick after week 10. So that's interesting that Curran didn't say that until week 15. So it's like, did he not? I don't know what conversations he had, but when did he have these conversations where he realized they were getting rid of him after week 10? Why didn't he say it before week 11? And or why is he saying it now? Um, I tend to believe it. Tom Curran's been around that franchise for a long, long time. And what did Belichick keep saying today? I'm focused on uh, Kansas City. I'm working on Kansas City. Whatever. Browns put safety Grant Delpit on IR. He might be back for the playoffs. And they also lose second-leading sack leader Oba Okoronkwo. Steelers edge rusher TJ Wise clear concussion protocol. His initial diagnosis is under investigation. And lawsuit against former Bills punter Matt Ariza for alleged rape has been dismissed. Well, I think we talked about the Ariza thing when the the police officers dropped charges. Just incredibly, incredibly sad situation. I always feel the same way about that, and you guys know how I feel. Either it happened and it's awful, or it didn't happen and he was falsely accused. Awful. They're gonna, you know, it's great news for the Steelers that Watt will be able to play Saturday, but they're still trying to figure out what happened in that Patriots game that he came back in to play in the game and then the next day had concussions. And the Browns, this is just getting ridiculous at this point, Jack. Like, absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I, I might write next week about Coach of the Year. I, I think I'm leaning Stefanski right now. I mean, they've lost, like, eight of their ten best players, maybe? Like, what is happening? Eight of their ten most important? It's nuts. The NFL is going to have eight international games in 2025 and a game in Sao Paulo, Brazil next season, while the 2027 Super Bowl is going to be in L.A. Yeah, I mean, they got the stadium for it in L.A. And, and NFL Network's out there and people like to go to L.A. And they got a lot of famous people out in L.A. and all that stuff. So I, I get that. And then Brazil, that'll be cool. Eight international games. I love it. The more the merrier, in my mind. You know how I feel, Jack, about spreading the word globally. There's still kids out there that think soccer's the best sport. We got a barn burner tonight, Ross. Chargers and the Raiders. Who do you like in this one and why? Oh, man. I don't really like either one of them. I guess I'll go with the Raiders because they're playing at home. Because the Chargers don't have Keenan Allen. I saw that last night. That's a huge loss. I still think the Raiders are trying to win for Antonio Pierce. They have the hope that maybe he could become the head coach. I don't know. I hope Easton Sticks feels well. It's like the third time I've said this. You know how I feel. I hope Easton Stick tears it up. But I'll go Raiders. 17-13? I don't know. Gross. I think we're done here. Thanks for tuning in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also check out Even Money, Fantasy Feast, and College Draft, all on the DraftKings Network on Samsung TV+, Plus, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. Shout out to MyFrontPageStory.com. Imagine giving someone a gift and being able to say, I want you something special, so I had a story written about you. It's amazing. Plus, I guarantee to sign and send you a press pass personalized from me to you. Nobody else you know has it. MyFrontPageStory.com. MyFrontPageStory.com. How about BackOfficeSchedule.com? Go-Bangles.com. Go-Bangles.com. Make sure you say hi to me at the game. SteakhouseSports.com. HumanHeadNYC.com. Sportaculture. Pizza Boy Brewing.